Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason we're 30 minutes earlier than normal and we have some football to talk about today today we'll be talking about some expectations for week three we'll be talking about some of my takeaways from last night's giants 49ers game as well as a little bit of information on the injuries to monitor when setting your lineups for this week so why don't we sit back relax sip our coffee and enjoy the show. We'll start things off with the news today, and we have a brutal, 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 brutal headline for Deshaun Watson uh, on Cleveland.com, the local paper for Cleveland, publishes an article yesterday with the headline, if Brown's core quarterback Deshaun Watson can't be good can he at least be Baker Mayfield and man that just shows us where we have gone how far we've come as we know Baker Mayfield was basically cast aside from the Cleveland organization for really not too much of a reason yeah he was subpar sure but he was still kind of getting the job done, still kind of showing some promise, and most of the issues were just coming from an often injured Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham at the time who had been washed with Baker Mayfield. So it's starting to look like Mayfield should have had a longer leash than he did, but, you know, that's just kind of what happens in the NFL. Sometimes players get some tough breaks, but Deshaun Watson getting an even tougher break as his own fan base just can't get behind him and just wants Baker Mayfield back, it seems. Just wants Baker Mayfield back. Um, that's actually all I have in terms of like news. We'll preview some injuries here in a second. Uh, but first I want to talk about Thursday night football last night. The 49ers absolutely trounced the giants 30 to 12. It was not pretty. The giants looked awful. Daniel Jones looked terrible. Daniel Jones finished the day 22 of 32, 127 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Absolutely abysmal. Uh, Darren Waller was the fifth best receiver. That's right. Darius Slayton, Gary Brightwell, Paris Campbell, and Wandale Robinson all outproduced Darren Waller yesterday. Uh, and it just overall was not pretty. As to be expected, we knew that they didn't have Saquon Barkley going into this game, and that was going to show some struggles. And of course, like we said on Wake and Take, it doesn't matter who this Giants backup running back is. You do not want them on the team. I don't care that Matt Breida scored a touchdown because otherwise he was four for 17 with that touchdown. And even with that touchdown, he only had 6.7 points or 7.7 points. That's just not good. And that's his ceiling. To be completely honest, that's Matt Breida's ceiling. Even against a tough 49ers defense, he's just not going to get it 
done. None of these guys will. If Matt Breida goes down, then Gary Brightwell is not going to be good. Eric Gray is not going to be good. You just don't want this Giants backup running back. We only wanted Saquon Barkley because he's extremely talented and the offense runs through him. You don't really want any other Giant, especially not a Giants running back. And uh, we were basically proving that yesterday as Matt Breida did not look good. Uh, and Gary Brightwell also only had five five uh, rush yards. So not good for the Giants backup running backs as expected. It was the San Francisco 49ers who did San Francisco 49ers things. Brock Purdy threw for 300 yards, had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Christian McCaffrey had 85 rush yards and a touchdown on top of a decent bit of receiving yards, 34 receiving yards. So another 100 plus yard game for Christian McCaffrey. And another big story here is that Elijah Mitchell was finally used. Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries and two receptions, finally getting usage in this offense, which is really, really good. Those of you who held on to him or maybe bought low, congratulations, as this looks to be a more standard usage going forward. This is about how they split them up in the playoffs, and I hope that they continue doing this because Elijah Mitchell did look good. I remember there was one run, and I was like, damn, who was that? Is that Debo Samuel getting a run out of the out of the backfield? But that was Elijah Mitchell. Running downfield, running fast, still showing some of his explosiveness that we've seen from uh, him before when healthy. So if he could stay healthy, continue to get this type of usage, he seems to have been a pretty good value uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, and of course, the leading receiver, as predicted here on the Wake and Take, Debo Samuel. I called the Debo Samuel game yesterday. That was one I was extremely expecting with Brandon Ayuk out. He finished the day with six receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. He also had 12 targets. Basically, if any of the 49ers weapons are out, if George Kittle is out, if Debo Samuel is out, Christian McCaffrey is out, or Brandon Ayuk is out, the others are smash starts. You've just got to do it. George Kittle had a pretty good game as well. It wasn't like, you know, the George Kittle ceiling game, but still he had, what is that, 99 yards? Can't can't read the, the font kind of messed up for my box score screenshot but either way George Kittle looked pretty good Debo Samuel looked fantastic Debo Samuel had more than a few vintage Debo Samuel plays yesterday he had the touchdown he had like a 40 yard reception he had like a 30 something yard reception and like another 30 something yard reception the one that he got injured on and then came back in the next play and scored a touchdown a great game for Debo Samuel and that is why guys he was my flag plant this offseason he is one of the best football players out there in the entire NFL just an absolute dog, so much skill, so much talent, and a heartbeat on this team. So I'm glad to see Debo Samuel kind of bounce back to Debo Samuel things. Fantastic game. Super happy got to watch it, uh, even though it was a blowout. I just like watching. The 49ers are just so much fun to watch. They're just such a good football team. Just such a good football team. And yeah, Debo Samuel was to play for DFS. My DraftKings lineup was in the money yesterday. I made Debo Samuel my captain. Uh, I finished right on the bubble. I turned my 10 cents. For 20 cents. So I'm rocking and rolling, ladies and gentlemen. I've got some bags, 20 cents, which I'll be using uh, on the next DraftKings. My underdog also hit last night. I should have shared it. I don't know why I did it. Normally I do share my picks. Uh, my underdog hit as well. I did a three a three leg parlay. I had Matt Breida under 40 yards. I had Debo Samuel over 70 yards and Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns. Good night for me. I made $6 off of a dollar on the underdog and 20 cents off of 10 cents on DraftKings. So, you know, guys, I'm rolling in it. I think I earned myself a little bit of a lunch today. $6.20. Oh, and one last takeaway. Thank you, Dylan, for reminding me because this was my biggest takeaway. Ronnie Bell scored his touchdown. And as you guys will remember, 
if you tuned into Wake and Take this offseason, we previewed all of the undrafted rookies and late rookies that I felt had some potential to break out, and Ronnie Bell was one of them, mostly because I'm a Michigan fan, but I liked the profile and I loved the landing spot. And as injuries continue to pile up for the San Francisco 49ers team, his his value is going to go up as well as his usage, which we've already seen. He looked pretty good. It was a nice little touchdown grab. He caught it and stuck both of his feet down while going out of bounds uh, in, in terms of momentum. So it looked really good. Excited to see Ronnie Bell continue to grow in this offense. He might just be Debo Samuel Light, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Those are my Thursday night football takeaways and my big news that are not related to injuries. but. Now let's preview some injuries heading into week three before we talk about all the games on the slate. The first and the biggest news story of yesterday was that Trayvon Diggs is actually going to be out for the season. He tore his ACL in practice. Tough, tough break for the Cowboys defense as they were looking like the best defense in the league. Not only for this season, but one of the best defenses of the millennium. I mean, they were they had been looking fantastic these first two weeks. I will say this. Trayvon Diggs, while an all-star quarterback, is not that great in coverage. He's no lockdown corner by any means. However, he's still a heart and soul of this defense, still gets a ton of turnovers, and still is a great quarterback, just not necessarily a lockdown guy, which you don't need to be. So I do think that the Cowboys defense isn't going to take that much of a hit. Have they lost some ceiling? Yes. Will they have less turnovers? Yes. But, you know, ultimately, it's just going to be next man up for them. And there might be someone on the free agents. I don't know. They'll they'll, they'll figure it out. The, the big thing about the Cowboys defense is their pass rush. And really, Micah Parsons is, is the only reason that that defense is so good. So ultimately, they will be fine. Tough break for Trayvon Diggs. Tough break for the Cowboys. We wish him the best. Hope he can recover soon because, like we've said, still one of the better cornerbacks in the league, even if he does give up a ton of yardage to his, to his targets. All right, before we get into the rest of the injuries, let's go ahead and do a little bit of a preview into the injury finder. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players. There's a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's 5 bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. Yeah, go get the injury finder. Great, great data there. Uh, all you really need to know about players' fragility and all that, that sort of stuff. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, let's check these comments here. Definitely earned that new webcam. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's talk about these injuries, guys, because there's a lot of them. And I've decided to limit it to just people who were who did not participate, who are questionable, who are doubtful. Um, I have like one limited mention here. But for the most part, especially in today's day and age, I feel like if there's a limited practice, they're probably going to be out there playing. So let's just talk about these guys who did not participate uh, and maybe some 
sort of takeaways from that. First off, Bryce Young is expected to not play this Sunday with an ankle injury. Uh, Andy Dalton is expected to start in his place. I'm not pressing the panic button. Uh-oh, one to two games now. I just got a notification. So it might be two games, and that's fine. Overall, that is fine. It is a bad break for Bryce Young. I mean, obviously, the one thing concerned we had with Bryce Young was not that he was bad at football. In fact, he's very good at football, but he's just small and probably injury prone. So to see it already pop up is definitely concerning. Hopefully, the Panthers take their time with this, and hopefully he can use these one to two games with Andy Dalton starting to kind of just slow down, reset, see how the NFL is going, perhaps learn some things from what Andy Dalton is doing, and then take that going into the next um the the next game when he comes back so uh i'm gonna call this a bryce young buy window in dynasty i know that he hasn't looked fantastic yet these first two weeks but i do think he's shown some promise and showed a little bit of what he did at alabama to where i do think that honestly injuries aside he probably will be a pretty productive nfl quarterback Next up, Cordero Patterson did not participate with a thigh injury. It's looking like this Cordero Patterson situation is getting worse and worse by the day. Uh, really no information heading into week one why he was out. Then week two, it looked like he was going to play and then ended up being out. And now this week, it's looking like he's going to be out again. Now, I will say this about Cordero Patterson. If you're in a deeper league and he's been dropped, I do want to stash him. Because I do think when he comes back, he does have a pretty good role. And I do think that the Falcons are just taking their time with him because they want him to be 100% when he returns because he is an explosive runner, an explosive big play threat for that offense. And I do think they want him out there, but they want him out there at full health because of his age. So they're taking their time here. I think he'll be fine when he returns. And also worth a stash just because if Algier goes down or Bijan goes down, Cordero Patterson's going to basically be locked in as a starter. Um, so yeah, Cordell Patterson still not practicing, still presenting an opportunity to pick him up. If he's out again, I would almost guarantee he's dropped in most leagues. And in your deeper ones, you could probably pick him right back up and stash it. Justice Hill did not participate uh, with a toe injury. So just keep your eye on this. Keaton Mitchell is a very good stash. I do believe he'll get some opportunity here. Billy Muzio highlighted this guy in one of our staff meetings. He's just an extremely fast and he went to East Carolina, Eastern Carolina, which is also where Chris Johnson went. So there's some parallels there. If Justice Hill is out, I expect him to get some extra volume. And Gus Edwards, of course, is the guy there. I mean, like he, he, he'll he probably get workhorse volume if Justice Hill is out. But it's just a matter of how efficient he can be with it. Another Raven that did not participate was Odell Beckham. He has picked up an ankle injury. Look for him to also nurse this. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there on Sunday running like a limited route tree just being out there, but it is something to be concerned about given his age, injury history, and that he hasn't played football in over a year. You don't want this to linger, and you want him to be at full health, so it's possible they sit him to heal, but I think I, I almost see Odell out there as a, little, as a little bit of a decoy, but just keep your eye on it. If Odell is out, say Flowers is in for another big game, Mark Andrews is in for another big game, and if Rashad Bateman doesn't do anything with Odell Beckham out, then, I mean, it's probably over. The Rashad Bateman experiment is probably over if he can't do anything if OBJ misses time. Dawson Knox did not participate with a back injury. So if he's out, look for Dalton Kincaid to have seven to eight receptions. That could be really good. But I do think that Dawson Knox, given he's a veteran, given it's a back injury, given that he's on the Bills, I think he'll still be out there. Uh, and he'll probably still score a touchdown on Sunday just because that's how these things work. Uh, but again, keep your eye on it here. Uh, back injury for Dawson Knox did not participate. 
Joe Burrow also did not participate. It's He's trending towards not playing. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be out there this week. They should have just taken their time in the first place. He should have just listened to Jamar Chase because not only have they started off 0-2 now, they've also started off 0-2 and lost Joe Burrow for an extended period of time. If they had just rested him, if they had just let him sit, put out Jake Browning for these first two weeks, they would be sitting 0-2 with a healthy Joe Burrow coming back. So awful management by Joe Burrow. Awful management by the Cincinnati Bengals for letting him play because this is not looking good. Reaggravated his calf, not practicing, not looking like he's going to play. And who knows how long it's going to take. And it's just going to get, you know, dicier and dicier as the season goes on. I mean, they're going to start off 0405 if he continues to miss time. So uh, not a good injury. Not a good injury. David Montgomery, of course, did not participate with a thigh injury. He said he was going to miss multiple weeks. Dan Campbell saying he's day-to-day, and that's why we don't have an official out. I would almost guarantee he's out this week. So look for Craig Reynolds to get some good usage. They brought Zonovan Knight up from the practice squad. And look for Jameer Gibbs to get a bit more carries as well. I do think they'll use him more than just a satellite back. If Montgomery is out, I think last week it was just more of a game plan thing. They weren't ready to put Jameer Gibbs in that role, but I think with a week of practice, they will. And just an update on Amon Ross St. Brown. He did end up being limited, so it's looking like he will be playing. Looks Looking like Amon Ross St. Brown will be playing this week. Christian Watson is still not practicing with his hamstring injury. However, this time, Matt LaFleur came out and said that this is part of maintenance and it was a planned rest day for Christian Watson. So hopefully that means that he'll be out there Sunday. But again, keep your eye on it. And again, if Christian Watson is out, look for Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, or Luke Musgrave uh, to, to pick them up or even potentially start them because they've all pretty much hit with him out. Anthony Richardson is also trending towards not playing. He has, he picked up that concussion this week. Uh, he is not practicing all week, and it's looking like they'll probably just let Gardner Minshew play. With this, I hope he can do the same thing that I said about Bryce Young. If he does miss this game, I hope he can use this opportunity to sit back, enjoy the game, see what Gardner Minshew can show him, and then take that into the next game as a little bit of a lesson. You know, it, it obviously it's good that he's getting all these starts, but there is still some credence to letting rookies sit and watch starters play for a bit. So for sometimes these injuries can be a little bit of a blessing in disguise. So look for Anthony Richardson to end up even better when he comes out of this. Hopefully he doesn't play. I don't want him out there. I want him to heal up because it's seeming like he runs very dangerously. And so he needs to learn his lesson, sit back, relax, and watch the game for a week. But we'll see how the Colts handle it. Keep your eye on it for sure. If he's out there, you have to start him. Zay Jones did not participate with a knee injury. So if he's out, look for Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, and Calvin Ridley to all have really good games. And then also look for Travis Etienne to probably get some more receptions. I think he could he could end up out there with some more receptions. But it's probably Christian Kirk who's the biggest benefactor. Both Richie James and Kadarius Tony did not participate this week. Um, and it's looking like they will probably be out there. But again, keep your eye on it here. If any of them are out, it's going to be a Sky Moore game, especially if both are out. He will have pretty much all the routes right there. He's running that role of both the routes, so keep your eye on it. Austin Eckler is also still not participating with his ankle injury. This is a better matchup this week for Joshua Kelly. Um, they're going up against Minnesota, so this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I do think that if you have Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler is out, he's a little bit more of a smash start than he was last week against Tennessee. Jalen Waddle did not participate this week with a concussion. Uh, hopefully they don't play him. You know, the Dolphins are weird with their concussions, but it's possible they still use him this week. Again, 
just keep your eye on it. Salvin Ahmed also did not participate, looking like he is not going to play. If Salvin Ahmed is out, uh, it has come out. Mike McDaniel has come out and said that Devon A-Chain will have an increased role. So go ahead and pick up Devon A-Chain if he's still available. Stash him for this game to see what happens uh, because it's – who are they playing? It's Miami versus um, – hold on, let me look. Uh, Denver. So, uh, well, actually, that could be a little bit of a low score. So I don't know. But still, either way, stash Devon A-Chain if he blows up, which, I, I mean, he only needs one run to do so. Uh, you'll be happy you got him. Jamal Williams did not participate with his hamstring injury. It's not looking like he's going to play, um, but did not participate. Looking like it's going to be Tony Jones, Taysom Hill, and uh, maybe Kendra Miller making his NFL debut. But again, guys, as we talked about Monday or maybe Tuesday, um, I do believe that Taysom Hill is kind of the guy to start in this situation. They seem to lean on him when these running backs are hurt. Boston Scott is not participating as well with a concussion. If he's out, look for a true 50-50 split with Kenneth Gainwell or DeAndre Swift. Based on how that goes, we'll know how this team feels about Swift going forward. If it's a 70-30 still, then that's a problem. So keep your eye on the Eagles running back usage if Boston Scott is out with this concussion. DK Metcalf did not practice yesterday because of his rib injury. I will say this. He picked up this rib injury in the game on Sunday and came out to and still played. And so I do think he'll probably be out there, but it's just a matter of pain management and everything. So who knows at the end of the day, again, keep your eye on it. Will Disley also did not practice with a shoulder injury. If he and Metcalf are out, look for Noah Fant to maybe see some volume or Jackson Smith and Jigba to kind to finally be thrown into the fire. Derek Henry did not participate this week. However, this also seemed to be a planned rest day, so he should be out there. They did also mention a toe injury, but it's Derek Henry. It's only Thursday that he didn't practice. I'm sure he'll play. It's Derek Henry. Not worrying yet, but if he you know, continues to lose some snaps to Tajay Spears and doesn't look quite right, then this could be an issue, and this toe injury could actually be something. But I think they just wanted to kind of put something there to say more than just rest. And finally, Logan Thomas did not participate this week with a concussion. Looking like he won't play, so look at Cole Davis and Jesse Bates, I believe, are the two backup tight ends. See how they are utilized this week. If you're in a two-tight end league, go ahead and pick them both up and stash them if, if they're a little bit deeper because it's possible that Logan Thomas continues to miss time. And that's all I have for injuries. Let's do a fun little exercise here, guys. Hopefully those are some good takeaways for you. But now it's time to talk about all the games on tomorrow's slate briefly. I'm going to share my screen here. We are going over to my Yahoo Pick'em League, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to make my picks for the week on my Yahoo Pick'em League. Um, let's do picture in picture. Guess I could zoom in a little bit more for you guys. It's looking a little. There we go. All right. You can kind of see the pick distribution down here. I think that's always a fun thing to look at. I forgot to make my picks last night. I would have picked the 49ers. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Who cares that I lost a point? Cleveland versus Tennessee. 62% of people right now are picking the Browns to, to beat the Titans, but I'm picking the Titans in this game. I think the Browns are going to have a rough week this week without Nick Chubb, and the Tennessee Titans' rush defense is already really good. I will say this, though. If Derrick Henry is out, it'll be you know a very, very close game, low scoring, neither of them cracking 20, and Cleveland has a chance. But still, I think overall I'm going to take Tennessee here, the away victors. Atlanta heading to Detroit. Only 10% of the field picks the Falcons, but I'm going to pick the Falcons here. I'm going to be a bit of a homer. This is going to be one of my upset picks. 
Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Falcons match up really well against the Lions, and I think this is going to be a really fun game. I really do. We saw Desmond Ritter come alive last week in the fourth quarter against the Packers. I think that swagger continues. I think he has that confidence now going forward, and I'm excited to see what he can do in basically a garbage time type game. If he can, you know, be like he did against the Packers, then I don't see the Falcons losing many games this year. And I can see them beating the Lions, especially as they come off against a loss against the Seahawks. Saints versus Packers. I'm going with the Packers here. They're the home team, and it's looking like Christian Watson will finally be back. So I'm going to go with the Packers here. Miami versus Denver. Got to go with the Dolphins. The Broncos just do not look right right now. Um, however, I do believe that there's a potential of really good points here. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling the Javante Williams resuscitation, if you will. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Javante Williams to finally have a good game here against the Broncos or against the Dolphins. Um, that's, that's my pick for this game, Javante Williams. Chargers versus Vikings. The Chargers 0-2. The Vikings 0-2. Both of them really bad defenses with really good offenses. The Chargers-Vikings is the game of the week. I'm trying to fire up as many players in this team as I can. Uh, and I'm just going to have to give it to the Vikings because they're the home team. 58% um, of Yahoo participants have picked the Vikings here, and I'm with them. I think the Chargers could end up winning. Of course, I really do think this could go anyway. But I'm just going to play it safe and go with the home team here. The Vikings get their first win of the season, and Brandon Staley gets fired. Brandon Staley gets fired after this game the Patriots versus Jets I'm gonna go with the Patriots here I think the Patriots obviously give Zach Wilson a ton of fits historically and I think that continues I do however expect Brees Hall to bounce back guys if Brees Hall is available if you're in your league if someone's selling low because they're upset of the Cowboys performance go buy him I'm feeling a really good Brees Hall bounce back in this game the Patriots always give up chunk yardage to running backs and Brees Hall is the perfect running back to do that Look for Brees Hall to bounce back against the Patriots. Next game, Buffalo at Commanders. That's an easy one. You've got to go with the Bills here. 93% of the field are going to take it. Washington is the home team, though. So I do think that this is going to be a lot closer than people are imagining. I think that this could end up being a 28-24 type game for the Bills. But I do think the Bills will ultimately come out on top. Um, and this is hopefully, hopefully this is the like the Josh Allen game, like four touchdowns for Josh Allen, 60 plus rush yards for Josh Allen. That's what I'm looking for in this one. Jacksonville versus Houston. A lot depends on this game. It's looking like Zay Jones is out. It's looking like Jalen Petrie is going to be out one more week. If Jalen Petrie is out, look for Evan Ingram to have a, a really good week if Zay Jones is out. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars here and Evan Ingram owners start him this week if Jalen Petrie is out. That's something you have to keep your eye on. The Ravens versus Colts is our next game, and you've got to go with the Ravens here. However, I do expect this one to be close with Gardner Minshew. I know that's crazy to say, but I think that Gardner Minshew can make this a game. Um, they'll still lose. The Ravens still win this one. Uh, they're the home team and everything. But Gardner Minshew, he's a really good game manager, and I like him a lot. So uh, anyway, Ravens for the win, but I do think it'll be close. Seahawks-Panthers, got to go with the Seahawks here. Andy Dalton is probably not going to do much here. In fact, I'm probably sitting every single Panther in this game, except for maybe like Hayden Hurst. Uh, and I might take a dart throw on Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo had eight targets last week and an above 90% snap share. So 
the usage is starting to be there for him. Um, but Seattle has great corners. They're coming off a really good win against the Lions, uh, and it's Andy Dalton. So I'm not starting any Panther this week, and I think the Seahawks can easily go away with this one. Chiefs versus Bears. Guys, I'm picking an upset here. I'm going with the Bears in this game. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But I just I, I feel it in my bones that Justin Fields bounces back this week. I'm I really, really do want to buy Justin Fields. I'm still in on that. And I think that they could actually end up winning this game and take it to Kansas City. Um, but I, ultimately, it'll probably be close to the Chiefs, probably win it. But I'm just going to pick the Bears here for some fun. The Cowboys will beat the Cardinals. Not really worried about the Trayvon Diggs injury for them, especially in this game. This is easy. They could win by 30 again. The Cardinals offense, going to have a tough time. The Raiders versus the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers here. Um, only 49% of people are picking the Steelers. I think that's fair. Jimmy Garoppolo has looked decent. Devontae Adams has looked like Devontae Adams. But I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have finally got back on track with their basically trouncing of the Bears. The defense looks spectacular. And I think Kenny Pickett will be able to use this opportunity to bounce back. And also, look for the Najee Harris game. Look for the Najee Harris game and the George Pickens game. I just ultimately, this is going to be a Steelers game. I think that this is a get-right game for the Pittsburgh Steelers overall. The Eagles versus Buccaneers. Got to go with the Eagles here, agreeing with 92% of the field. Um, Tampa Bay might be able to make it close, but probably not. Why do we have back-to-back -back weeks with two Monday night games? That's really interesting. Um, and then the Bengals are taking on the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams here, assuming Joe Burrow is out, uh, which sucks. The Bengals will start off 0-3, and they'll have a less than healthy Joe Burrow going forward. Um, but, yeah, give me the Rams against the Bengals. Look for Puka Nakua to have another 15-plus targeter because, I mean, shoot, what else are they going to do? And then let's see. Let's predict some scores. Rams versus Bengals. Let's go with 27-10. We'll do more than 10. We'll do 17 for the Bengals. And then Eagles, Buccaneers, we'll do 31-21. to 21. We'll score the most points this week. Oh, I can't do that anymore. All right. All right. Saving my picks. I've submitted them into my Pick'em League. All right. That is all I have for you guys today in terms of news, in terms of little preview for the week. It's going to be fun. Let's go ahead and check out these questions, and then I'll get you guys out of there. And make sure you turn into the Sonic Truth, which is happening right after this. Let's see. Um, how do we feel about Green Bay wide receivers? Good. Good. I, I mean, they've all looked good. Romeo Dubs has been absolutely surprising. Jaden Reed had two touchdowns last week, and I do think that Christian Watts is going to be back and look fantastic. Um, Falcons might just play keep away from the Lions this weekend. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think that they could come away with this. However, the one issue here is that the Lions can score fast, and that's going to be the big issue here if they can do it. But I I, I can see Amon Ross St. Brown having a tough game with Jesse Bates and Richie Grant covering him. They've also got good covers linebackers. And, I mean, the Falcons, they just run the air out of the ball. They just they just continuously run it. Uh, they kill time. So, yeah, I think the Falcons could come away with this for sure. No box on the face. This is true. This is true. I found a different cable, found a different platform. Looks like my mouth and the audio doesn't quite match. It's not quite off, though. It looks like it's like 0.2 seconds away. So it is what it is. Also, Demetrius, shout out to your parakeet on your shoulder. I don't know if you know this, but I have a parakeet. I also have a cockatiel who sometimes appears on the show. I'm a big parrot guy. So shout out to your little buddy here on your profile picture. You guys look like some great friends. Um, 
I don't know how the Bears score enough points to beat KC. Yeah, I mean, they probably don't. They probably don't. But I just wanted to pick a fun upset one. Uh, and I think it would obviously have to come on the, the the back of Justin Fields. Like, if the Bears beat the Chiefs, it'll be because Justin Fields ran for over 100 yards, had over had like two rushing touchdowns. DJ Moore also has to have like over 100 receiving yards. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think that the Bears could actually really bring it to the Chiefs in just a it just like one of those it's like when you see the interim coaches come in and for some reason the team wins this defensive coordinator is out they've had so much just wrong stuff go on for them this week and last that they have this chip on their shoulder they they can finally play a little bit more free and so yeah i i i you i i think it, i think it's i just i don't know this one just seems really interesting to me i don't i logically i don't think it'll happen but I wanted to pick a fun one, and I think that that's kind of – that's just one I'm, I'm scratching my head about. Yeah, like they just got to let Fields go back to backyard football, and what better time to do it than against the Chiefs, right? And so that, that's what I'm expecting to see. So that's what I have for you guys. Um, actually, I see some comments here on Instagram. Yes, pick up Pierre Strong before it's too late. And should you drop Cam Akers for Kendra Miller? No, I'm holding on to Cam Akers. I do think you should pick up Kendra Miller, but I want to see what Cam Akers can do in Minnesota. I think that there's a lot of stars aligning there. I really, really do. So no, I'm not dropping Cam Akers yet. Yet. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for tuning in all week. This has been another week of the Wake and Take, another fantastic episode. And you guys have been another fantastic audience. I was Jason. This was Wake and Take. I hope you have a fantastic Friday, a wonderful rest of your week. I will see you all Monday with my takeaways on this very YouTube channel, Facebook, and Instagram at 10 a.m. Have a good one. Peace and good luck.